Stand Up For The Truth is sponsored by Lakeshore Communications Incorporated and made possible by your generous tax-deductible donations at StandUpForTheTruth.com slash donate. This is Stand Up For The Truth, a packed hour of challenging discussion addressing important issues and topics affecting Christians across the nation. Join the conversation via email at comments at StandUpForTheTruth.com. Now, David Fiorazzo. Good morning, brothers and sisters in Christ. Thank you, Remnant. Um, we appreciate you guys tuning in, and I can't wait to get to our guest and very important topic today. Uh, Father, give us wisdom, uh, please, today, just one day at a time. Help us to fight this good fight of faith, and help us, Lord, to uh, be able to discern through all the confusion and the darkness some of it that's being promoted, and of course the enemy, Satan, and the chaos that's out there today. Lord, help us to just to sift through this and be able to get to the truth. Help us to expose what's going on, Lord. Help us to really understand it from a biblical perspective. Why is it, why is it important from a Christian worldview? Well, Lord, that's why we need wisdom, and we thank you that you promise to give wisdom generously to those who ask. Um, Thank you again for another day of life. God, every, every day we have a purpose as believers in Christ. You have given us a mission and the Great Commission, and help us be faithful, Lord. Help us to be the salt, the preserving influence in this country that you've blessed us to be a part of, and help us to shine the light of Christ. And we know when we do that, the darkness is exposed. But, Father, give us the strength, the will to do it, and to obey you, Father, and lead us by your Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, we are so blessed and thankful today to have Alex Newman back, journalist, educator, author, consultant, and uh, we want to just mention a couple of organizations he works with, Freedom Project Media, which I am a part of. I do a weekly feature there. Alex is featured. Uh, the Newman Report. You can also check out the New American Magazine and uh, so many others, but um, Epoch Times, he writes for uh, all kinds of the Liberty Sentinel. I think I could go on and on. But, Alex, thank you for coming back to Stand Up For The Truth. It's so great to be with you. Thank you for having me, brother. Uh, first off, let's just get personal here. Congratulations. You just had baby number five. And I was telling uh, Alex before we got on the air, you guys, he still did the interview. This just happened in the last 24 hours. Just share with us just uh, what you've been through, brother. Well, thank you very much for having me, and uh, thank you for the opportunity to speak on these things. What a wonderful prayer. And, yes, we, we literally just left the hospital with baby David. He's uh, baby number five. And uh, our plan wasn't to be at the hospital, but, it, you know, we, we went to a midwife, and it just it worked out that way. But, uh, you know, God knew what he was doing, and we are very, very glad to be out of the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just thrilled right now. I, for having me, we get the sense that you don't like hospitals. I mean, <laughs> I suppose you're against. Yeah, the, you I could, suppose you're you you're, you're against the vaccine too, huh? The corona. Oh vaccine. my goodness! Yeah, without getting into too much detail, <laughs> with the corona stuff and the testing about you know vaccine this and this treatment and that treatment and poke here and it's just it's too much. That's that's why we've typically used uh, midwives in the past. But hey, we're free and we are on the way home and we couldn't be more pleased. So. You are free, brother, and uh, we're, we're still free in America, but who knows how much longer. So let's just dive into this. A couple topics we want to get to today, of course, government education and the interesting history that's been revised, especially when it comes to Black History Month and others. Uh, you got an article that we're going to get to, uh, hopefully touch on at least, third graders forced to deconstruct racial and gender identity. Uh, but I want to ask you a question right off the top, and you did an article coming up. We want to tease the New American magazine because you've got an extensive article called Communist China Infiltrating Everything. And before we get to that, Alex, um, what do you think is more of a threat at this time in our history to Americans, particularly Christians, Black Lives Matter, China, LGBT, or the World Economic Forum? Ha, that, is that a trick question? <laughs> but, I know. Uh, Go ahead. <laughs> it's, it's a very good question. And, in fact, I think all of those issues are related. I think they're all symptoms of the problem. Yep. And as, as you know very well, uh, you know, we are in a spiritual battle. And 
it manifests itself in different ways in the political sphere, in the educational sphere, uh, in the geopolitical sphere and foreign affairs, and uh, the rise and fall of foreign governments. And so I think all of those are really symptoms of the problem. Now, there, there is, of course, the truth that God often uses things that, you know, don't necessarily make sense to us uh, for his perfect purposes. And, you know, a good example that comes to mind is in the Old Testament, uh, he regularly punished his people using uh, mass-murdering pagan dictators, mm-hmm. right? like uh, Nebuchadnezzar, for example. Um, and so he, he can use even things like communist China and mm-hmm. a mass-murdering dictatorship uh, to, for example, bring judgment on a wicked nation that once had a covenant with him that has been slaughtering millions of its own babies, that has been promoting pornography and sodomy all over the world, that has been starting illegal wars. But, uh, you know, I, I think it's all part of the problem. And there is actually a direct link between some of them. You know, one of the guys that I've interviewed quite a bit uh, in recent years, and we've worked with him, he actually writes sometimes for the New American, it's Trevor Loudon, he also yes. writes for the Epic Times. And he has been at the forefront of exposing the direct links between the regime in Beijing and the Black Lives Matter movement in the United States. And so there are very direct links between those different issues. Uh, they're all a threat to the well-being of the American people, but uh, we do need to address them separately because at least for now they're manifesting themselves in a way separately. So. Man, you've been out of the news for a couple days because just having a baby and I couldn't get you with a trick question. They are all, of course, a threat. They're all kind of related and the enemy is in each one of these areas. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, Alex, it's funny you mentioned Trevor Loudon. I've just been quoting him and writing a little bit about him. He Talk about uh, just he's done his homework, man. He's exposed so much. Let's go to before we get to public education, which I think we'll probably get to in the second segment here. Let's go to China and talk about their influence. And you say they're infiltrating everything. Uh, The communist regime is running an influence campaign in America. And Trevor Loudon was one that we've had on uh, just a month ago, and he said uh, what many people believe, that China owns Joe Biden. And at that time, when uh, Trevor said if he get, Biden gets elected, actually we had him on after the election, he said um, China's going to have influence right into the administration. So what are your thoughts on that right off the top? And would you kind of introduce us to this article and tease it for the New American? Yeah, well, thank you for the opportunity to do that. And, uh, you know, the, the truism that China owns Biden, I think at this point, is self-evident. Uh, we've got the documents showing it. We've got the whistleblowers showing it. Uh, I mean, the, the mass murdering dictatorship there did not go into business with Hunter Biden, a crackhead with a, a fondness for uh, raping underage girls, because he was such an astute businessman. Right? They, they went into business with him because he was related to the quote-unquote big guy, as mm. he appeared in the emails, and we know the big guy was Joe Biden. <laughs> That's why the Ukrainians wanted to go into business with him. That's why the Chicoms wanted to go into business with him. But the reality is they own much more than just Biden. And, you know, it was interesting because a, a video got leaked from one of their most prestigious foreign affairs universities where one of their very well-known uh, elite professors was bragging about how they had their agents all the way up into the highest echelons of power in the United States. Uh, that was true during the Obama administration. It was true during the Clinton administration. And it is true, once again, during the Biden administration, going literally all the way to the top. And the same was true during the Clinton administration and the Obama administration in very uh, provable, documented ways. So if you go to Clinton, for example, uh, then this, uh, this scandal all came out in the 1990s. It just got overshadowed by the perjury and the, um, the uh, fornication and the adultery. But it's an important scandal, and I would argue in some respects uh, significantly more important than what he got impeached for, and that was Chinagate. So mm. we found out that uh, through Johnny Chung, a, an agent of Communist China, they were funneling millions of dollars into the Democratic National Committee, the DNC, and into the Clinton campaign. And in exchange, they wanted access uh, not just to power, but also to military secrets. And so we had the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff at that time, Admiral Thomas Moore, come out and say that uh, Bill Clinton, rather than restraining the butchers of Beijing who massacred all those students at Tiananmen Square, as he promised to do on the campaign, had actually given them access to our most sensitive and most classified military programs and technologies. Uh, That was a fact. That was proven. Johnny Chung was actually prosecuted. 
but everybody got distracted with the perjury and the adultery, and so we kind of forgot about Chinagate, which, in my view, was treasonous. Wow. Uh, fast forward to today, they've got Bushes on the payroll, they've got Bidens on the payroll, they've got Clintons on the payroll. Uh, they have now started buying up American media outlets directly, right? If, if people read the article, you're, you're thinking, well, why doesn't the media talk about it? Yes. Well, they are literally on the dole. Uh, we've got uh, documents uh, filed under the Foreign Agent Registration Act showing that uh, the Communist Party of China has funneled openly millions of dollars to the Wall Street Journal, to the New York Times, to the Washington Post, to the Los Angeles Times, to the Chicago Tribune. Uh, they hired the American PR and lobbying firm, uh, BLJ, to identify and recruit key American journalists. They would send them over to China and uh, give them all expenses paid, uh, you know, wonderful trips. They meet all the leaders and uh, and actually, they were very closely involved with some of the leaders of their espionage services. So it's kind of scratching the surface. Mm-hmm. We also found out they've got um, agents. And this just happened recently. There was a leak of uh, a membership role of the Communist Party out of Shanghai. So 2 million members, which is about 2% of the total membership of the Communist Party of China. And they've got, just from those, they've got hundreds of agents in Boeing, in uh, Rolls-Royce, in uh, Thales, which is the big uh, French defense contractor. So all these big uh, defense contractors are filled with agents of the Communist Party of China. So are our governments, our embassies, our vaccine manufacturers, AstraZeneca and Pfizer both had hundreds of CCP members. And it goes on and on and on. Yes. And yet the media remains completely quiet. So we have a, a, a problem of unimaginable proportions. And the even larger problem, David, and I'll stop here, is uh, that this has all happened uh, not just with the approval of the deep state in the United States, but with the cooperation and support of the deep state in the United States. Yes. And uh, thank you for bringing that up. The last um, podcast we did with you was on the deep state. And uh, I'll put that link in today's podcast notes. Alex, you said something very important, that the media has been compromised. Um, Most of us know that. It was Donald Trump who really blatantly exposed the fake news media and called them that. You're a journalist. Some of us who have been digging in this stuff for years and writing about it understand what's happening and have been trying to sound the alarm for quite a while. But the average person, I'm afraid, especially the average Christian, really hasn't been up to speed on all this. So some of this that you're saying, as true as it is, talking about China's infiltration, is just hard for people to believe. So could you just back up just a little bit and just kind of pull people along and say, you know, we've, we've got to start understanding that this is happening, and it's not surprising from a spiritual perspective— But I also want to then go to Democratic Congressman Eric Swalwell, who sits on the House Intelligence and Judiciary Committee, and he dated a Chinese spy. So please bring us along to this point where we've got to be more informed than we are, and then to Swalwell, please. Yeah, well, thank you for bringing that up. And the fact that most Americans haven't heard of this scandal uh, is a perfect illustration of what I'm talking about with the media being compromised. We have uh, a member of Congress, Eric Swalwell, who was sleeping with a communist Chinese spy who was elected. He actually ousted a Republican incumbent who had been there for 40 years with communist Chinese money. And then he sits on the House Intelligence Committee, where he has access to the most sensitive intelligence that the U.S. government produces. Uh, I mean, this guy couldn't get a security clearance to clean toilet bowls on a military base, as as Trevor (laughs) frequently says. And yet there he is looking at the most sensitive intelligence we have. Uh, And it goes even deeper than that, right? Eric Swalwell is just the tip of the iceberg. And I want to show you how extreme the problem in Congress has gotten. This scandal broke months ago. And yet Democrat leadership in the House of Representatives thought it would be a good idea to put Eric Swalwell in charge of the impeachment proceedings against the President of the United States, who was standing up to communist China. Now, Imagine what the optics of that would have looked like if the American people knew what in the world was going on. And again, Eric Swalwell is just the tip of the iceberg. Diane Feinstein's driver was a communist Chinese agent. Uh, there are probably members of Congress right now, in fact, that Trevor Loudon has identified at least 80 of them who are actual communists, actual members of the Democratic Socialists of America. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, it, it's a security threat of incredible proportions. Um, Alex, we just got a comment. Uh, people sometimes text in during the show with their comments or questions. 
And let's go back. We've got five minutes left in this segment. And let's talk a little bit about what you predicted and you knew was going on with the 2020 election. But here's what one listener just said. I'm sorry, David and Alex. I have voted in every election since Reagan. And with the results of this election, the rabid cheating that occurred, the left simply controls the outcome. And no one that can do anything wants to. They turned a blind eye. Our votes do not matter anymore. Alex, how would you respond to people like this? Because a lot of people are thinking this way. Yeah, and uh, unfortunately, there's an element of truth to that. Uh, we we saw the 2020 election. It was blatantly stolen. In fact, it, it was stolen in such a manner that it almost seemed designed to make sure everybody knew it was stolen. Right In, in the polling, they showed almost every Republican realized it was stolen, mm-hmm. and even many Democrats realized it was stolen. Now, if these people were professionals, and they are, they could have done a much better job of covering their tracks and concealing it. So... Um, you know, so that, then the question arises, you know, what do we do? Do we just, as the, as the uh, person who checks it in, ask, do we just give up? And do we just say, well, you know, we're, we're, we're done with politics because they've rigged the votes. And I know it's tempting to say that, but I think we really need to take the opposite perspective. It, it, what it shows me is we just really need to redouble our efforts. And we need to be working at the local and at the state level to ensure election integrity. We need to be working uh, in the midterms to oust uh, people who support the mass murder of babies, for people who want to sell out the sovereignty and the security of the United States. So I think we really need to work harder. And we do need to raise awareness of the voter fraud, but we absolutely cannot be demoralized. And ultimately, I think as Christians, we have to recognize that God is sovereign. Uh, mm-hmm. there, there's nothing that happens that God didn't at least allow it to happen. Yep. And so when we recognize that, we realize, hey, we got to do what God has called us to do, and that is to reprove and expose evil, that is to stand for righteousness, that is to uh, defend the innocent. Uh, we, and, you know, in America, how much more so? Right? We were born, we were blessed to be born in a nation that has a constitutional republic, a self-government, and so as the government of the United States, we the people, as it says in the Constitution, we have an added responsibility to make sure that we have a godly government. And so we need to be involved more than ever before. And I think the enemy wants us to sit back and say, well, we're not just going to do, we're just not going to do anything because uh, it's not going to make any difference. But I think we need to really say, nope, we're going to redouble our efforts. We're going to work harder than ever before. And we're just going to trust God with the results. I like what you said. First of all, yes, amen to getting involved at the local level. But I like what you said that the, the fraud and the massive cheating and irregularities and anomalies and everything else from that election was so blatantly obvious it was almost by almost like it was by design because it was it made it that much harder for people to believe it. oh it couldn't be that it's that grand but we have to go back to china's influence understand it's it's here it's going to happen in elections we know the left controls a lot of these mechanisms when it comes to uh polling and and different overseeing uh different voting polls so we know that there's going to be cheating and fraud in every election our job, Alex, I think you would probably say amen to this. We need to get more Bible-believing Christians to vote. We're talking about millions and millions of professing Christians that don't vote. The question is, I know that would massively change elections. The elections wouldn't even be close if more Christians voted, even 10%. But the question is, do we have the will? Your thoughts? Yeah, I, I have noticed uh, over the last year or so, really since COVID started, uh, a true awakening happening in the church. I've noticed that pastors are finding their backbones, um, and the ones that aren't, uh, you know, they're, they're losing their congregations. Their churches are being shuttered. And so I think God is working in a very powerful way through all of this. I think we're seeing a sifting of the church. We're seeing a testing of the church. But I'll tell you, I have been thrilled to see so many pastors, including really well-known pastors. I mean, John MacArthur comes to mind. You know, he has been preaching uh, total submission to government. In fact, he goes way beyond uh, what I would uh, in his books and in his sermons over the many years. But even he now, he, when the governor ordered that the churches be shut down, he said, no, wait a minute here. Uh, Jesus Christ is the head of our church, not Governor Newsom, and so we're going to continue to meet, and we're going to continue to sing, and no, we're not going to put face diapers on our faces. Uh, so I think something important is happening and in, in the long run, I think this is actually going to be beneficial for the Church, because it's shaking American Christians out of their slumber, it's shaking the pastors out of their slumber, and that can only be helpful to the Church. Amen, brother. Hey, we've got uh, 30 seconds. We've got to take a break, but when we come back, we're going to jump over to 
education, the public schools, um, the 1619 Project, also the 1776 Commission, and some indoctrination going on with LGBT and Black Lives Matter in your son or daughter's public school. More with Alex Newman when we come back on Stand Up For The Truth. Your monthly financial support of StandUpForTheTruth.com is needed and appreciated. Now, back to today's Stand Up For The Truth with David Fiorazzo. Alex Newman is our guest, and uh, Joe Biden signed a flurry of executive orders, um, many of them meant to address the existential threat of climate change. And also, he uh, had his hands in the transgender movement, and he's also affecting education. And that's what we're going to talk about now. Joe Biden revoked President Trump's report that uh, promoting patriotic education. Let me just read this, and Alex, just get your thoughts. Uh, In an executive order signed uh, Wednesday in his first day in office, Biden disbanded Donald Trump's presidential 1776 commission and withdrew a report it released Monday. Trump established the group in September as a response to the New York Times 1619 project, which attempts to promote the idea that America was founded on slavery. The 1776 Commission praises our country's founders and condemns the rise of progressive politics. So Biden's excuse to dissolve the panel, he said it sought the uh, Trump's 1776 Commission sought to erase America's history of racial injustice. Alex Newman, what are your thoughts? Yeah, it's more evidence of the fact that this is really a war against our country, against the biblical foundations of America. Um, and, and a key part of that, as it has been in all efforts to undermine countries, especially free countries, is to turn the population against their own country. Now, the, the 1619 Project, I believe we've talked about this on your show before, Dave, it is an absolute fraud from top to bottom. In fact, there was at least two, maybe three factual errors in the headline of the main essay written by the racist Marxist uh, Nicole Hannah-Jones, who, uh, who led this effort. And so Donald Trump's commission, I think, was sorely needed to counteract the propaganda um, their their findings were in line with history, and that's why when you see people criticizing it, they never actually say this was inaccurate, this was wrong, this was misinterpreted. They just say, well, you know, Trump, Trump is bad, Orange Man bad, and uh, Orange Man bad, therefore any report that came from his uh, government must be bad as well. But um, I do think it's, it, it's critical if our nation is going to survive as a free nation, as a constitutional republic with biblical foundations, with the self-evident truths that are at the core of the foundation, the idea that God created us equally, the idea that God gave us each inalienable rights, that government is created, that government is uh, brought into existence for the purpose of protecting these rights. Uh, If that is going to continue, if we're going to be able to hand that down to our children and our grandchildren, it is going to require a, a... true understanding of our history by the American people. And we're not getting that right now in the public schools. I call them indoctrination centers. In fact, the the propaganda in the indoctrination centers is the 1619 Project. And so I'm hoping that Trump's uh, report, the 1776 Commission report, will be a good tool in educating future generations of Americans. And if you look at it, I mean, it quotes very extensively from primary source documents. Why would anybody be opposed to quoting from primary source documents if you're interested in a genuine recounting of our history? Uh, the problem is they, they're trying to flip our history exactly on its head, right? Uh, if, if you look at our history, it's incredible. Slavery existed for 6,000 years of human history in virtually every culture, in virtually every civilization on planet Earth from the time man came into existence. And then along came these Christian extremists, <laughs> as the left would call them, mm-hmm. and they said, hey, wait a minute, God created us equally, and God gave us inalienable rights, right? God said don't murder, so you have a right to life. God said don't steal, so you have a right to property. Uh, and government is charged with punishing evil, and we know God says murder is evil and theft is evil, so hey, we, we need to create a government to protect those rights of yours. And then in less than a century, again, for the first time in human history, with the exception of our cousins in Britain, uh, decided, no, we're actually going to end this scourge of slavery, and it's not enough to just end it in our country. We're going to insist that it be ended everywhere. 
Now, it took a long time. You could, you could literally buy and sell slaves legally in Mauritania less than 15 years ago, legally, right? Wow. There was not a law making it a crime to buy and sell slaves. They had open slave markets in Mauritania. They still have them today in Libya. So this incredible story now is being turned on its head. And as uh, Dr. Duke Pest, our mutual friend, has discovered through uh, testing his incoming students into university, the majority of American young people today coming out of these indoctrination centers believe the ridiculous idea that America actually invented slavery, when the exact opposite is true. Uh, it's mind-boggling, and hopefully yes. the 1776 Commission will help reverse the damage. I hope so, too, and we'll keep, try to keep an eye on that story and see where that goes. Um, and you're one that will hear... Um, you know, from the education aspect of it. But you said something very important. You used the word if. You said if you're interested in a genuine accounting of our history, uh, you're, going to, you're going to go back to some of these documents and you're going to really be pursuing the truth. But we know the enemy doesn't play that way, Alex. And you of all people, you, Trevor Loudon, others who have been uh, really trying to expose this for decades, uh, the enemy doesn't play that way and people fall for it. I, I want to go to another article that you did over at uh, the Newman Report, freedomproject.com. Let's go back a few weeks because this is talking about deconstructing racial and gender identity. And you're using specific examples of what you're hearing about. This was a third grade uh, class, I believe, out in California. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, it's almost too crazy to believe, and it connects right back to communist China, so I'm glad we're having the opportunity to talk about it. So this, these third graders at one of the wealthiest school districts in America, it's in Silicon Valley, the uh, median home price in this district is about $2.5 million. So you know there's nobody there who's oppressed. Right? <laughs> uh, these are some of the wealthiest people on planet Earth. And um, they had these third graders in a math class, do uh, critical race theory. And so they were ordered to create an identity map where they were supposed to deconstruct their identities and discover how much privilege versus how much oppression they had as a result of their sexual orientation, their gender, their so-called race, which, of course, is, is uh, ridiculous from a Christian perspective. Uh, and so, basically, if you're a homosexual, and, you know, what, what do third graders know about being a homosexual? But if you're a homosexual or a pansexual or a bisexual, you get extra uh, oppression points. If you, are, uh, if you are confused about gender, about whether you're a boy or a girl or one of the now infinite genders that the um, anti-science, anti-God fanatics have claimed exist, uh, then you get more uh, oppression points. Uh, if you are heterosexual, you get lots of oppressor points. If you are Christian, you get lots of oppressor points. Um, if you uh, are uh, identify with the gender you were assigned at birth, as they call it, you get more oppressor points. If you're white, you get oppressor points. And keep in mind, uh, the population of this school is 6% white, okay? mm -hmm. 80% Asian. Um, and yet they're, they're teaching these poor little third graders who you know, ought to be playing with, uh, with dolls and toy cars to, <laughs> to think in these critical race theory terms. And what I thought was most interesting, David, was that one of the parents who rebelled against this absolute idiocy was a mom from communist China who had fled the mass murdering dictatorship there. And one of the things she said in an interview uh, with Chris Rufo, the man who first exposed this story, was that this is exactly what Chairman Mao did in China. Hmm. Try to divide children against each other, try to divide them against their parents, try to lump them into groups and claim that one is the oppressor and one is the uh, victim. And there's a very deliberate reason why they're doing this. It's not to liberate them from oppression. It is to ultimately destroy the United States, destroy freedom, and have a totalitarian takeover. And it was so interesting to hear that from a mother from communist China who experienced it firsthand. It's fascinating because people who know, who have seen it, who are aware of that, that it can happen, they're the ones that are saying, wait a minute, guys, don't you see this? And the rest of the people are going, see what? <laughs> um, but you, you brought up something very fascinating is that th this has been going on for a long, long time. I mean, we, you and I have talked about John Dewey and his infiltration to the National Education Association and the curriculum. And this goes way back almost a hundred years. So why would we be surprised that some of this is happening now? But the dangerous thing they're bringing in now, Alex, of course, is civil rights issues and the LGBT agenda. And that, of course, people have a soft spot for both of these things. So the, they're using this to try to 
push through some of these uh, deceptive curriculums, aren't they? They sure are. In fact, that was my latest article at the Newman Report. Uh, we found out that in one of the most conservative districts in the country, Spartanburg, South Carolina, um, they were doing a Black History Month. And no, they're not going to be learning about uh, some of the incredible black American heroes, people like George Schuyler, uh, one of the most amazing American journalists who have ever walked on this planet. They're not going to be learning about Booker T. Washington. Instead, they're going to be learning about homosexuality and gender confusion and lesbianism. And uh, obviously, people are a little bit upset. Like, wait, I thought this was Black History Month. Why are we learning about sodomy? Um, and yet, I think this is in one of the most conservative districts in the country. This is in South Carolina. And so it just goes to show what I tell parents all the time who are so naive. They live in Nebraska or Ohio or, you know, whatever. And they, oh, well, you know, they, they do that out in California and New York and Illinois. But they wouldn't do that here. They're doing it everywhere. Yes. It is ubiquitous now. And you have an obligation as a Christian to protect your children from this madness. Um, I'm glad you brought that up, that it is happening everywhere. That's one of the main arguments, Alex, against homeschooling and against private education or Christian education, that some parents say, well, I know, I'm sure Alex Newman is not lying. I'm sure he can prove this. I'm sure it is happening, and it's been documented, and we're hearing reports, not in the, in the media, but we're hearing reports elsewhere of people who are up to speed on this but not in my son or daughter's school. How do you respond to that? Yeah, and, you know, I, I had the most interesting experience. Uh, before the COVID hit, actually right when the COVID was starting to hit, I was uh, on a speaking tour in Utah. <laughs> and uh, I was very blessed to have the opportunity to uh, have a meeting with most of the state school board. And um, it was really, really interesting. They brought me uh, some data. You know, Utah is one of the most conservative states in the country. Democrats don't even bother to run anymore because they know they're not going to win anywhere, (laughs) Uh, with the possible exception of Salt Lake City. And so I'm in Utah, and I'm at the state capitol, and I'm meeting with some of their top officials, and I'm thinking, uh, you know, this is going to be interesting. Let's find out what the school system is like in Utah. Well, they bring me data from the Office of Professional Regulation and Licensing. They've got the medical data there. And what they showed me was that there had been a 10,000% increase in the number of transgender children in five years. Wow. From 2015 to 2020, the number of children who were claiming to be transgender, who were going through hormone treatments and getting prepared to have their genitals surgically mutilated mm. uh, to impersonate the opposite sex, had increased by 10,000%. In five and years. If you go to Utah and you talk to parents there, 99 out of 100 will say, oh, they wouldn't do that in our schools here. I can guarantee you they're doing it. I've got the proof. Why do you think there's a 10,000% increase in the number of children who are confused about their gender? Because that's what they're being taught in the school system. And at the risk of being redundant, it's not just happening in Utah or in these specific areas like South Carolina or Silicon Valley, California, which you have written about, Alex. Again, it is in it's in our system today, in the education system, and, and parents, you know, you've got a hard decision. If you've got kids in the public school system, you've got a very hard decision. But Alex, back to this article that you wrote on the indoctrination about uh, using Black History Month, there are some concerned Christian and conservative black Americans that have expressed outrage that these elites would want to use their struggles in the past with LGBT advocacy. So I'm sure you're hearing a little bit of pushback, and but how are these people's voices heard if they're concerned about it? Yeah, and, and you see, this is one of the most silenced groups in America. I've interviewed many, many wonderful black leaders in this country who are appalled at, these, at this really nasty effort to try to equate um, you know the the struggle for racial equality with the struggle for glorifying sodomy and gender confusion and teaching it to children. Uh, it really is grotesque. And there's a new movie that's coming out soon. I, I know a couple of the people who are interviewed for it. Uh, it's called uh, Buck Breaking. And what they argue is that this is actually a, a, a white supremacist movement. They say, look, they're targeting our black children with this homosexual and transgender propaganda. They're doing it very deliberately uh, because they know, uh, just like they have since the days of Margaret Sanger, the founder of Planned Parenthood, who wanted to uh, exterminate people she viewed as human weeds, primarily racial minorities. 
Uh, and so there is an effort, and, and more and more black leaders, especially black Christian leaders, are seeing it to sexualize and confuse um, black children. And these leaders in this movie, I, I encourage people to go watch at least the preview, and I linked to it in my article. They're saying, look, this is disgusting, it's, it's grotesque, it's white supremacy, and it has no place in our schools, and they need to stop teaching this to our children. What was the name of that again, Alex? The movie is called Buck Breaking, and I linked to the preview right in my articles. So. Okay, great. And the article's over at freedomproject.com. And by the way, there's another movie coming out. I don't know if you've heard of Uncle Tom, uh, The Oral History of American Black Conservatives. Uh, it's a 2020 um, documentary. It's um, Larry Elder and some others were involved in it, and you can get information uncletom.com. So that's another one that's a collection of interviews of some of America's most provocative black conservative thinkers, and it just really takes a different look at being black in America, and it's not what you're hearing in the media. Alex, we've got two minutes left, and we talked about China starting off this podcast today and their infiltration and influence in probably every major institution in America. And we also talked about the concerns about the government-run education system in America. So how would you sum up, before we have to let you go, um, just the concerns that parents have and what we can do to raise awareness and get to the truth? Because the media, the school system, the Democrat Party, the deep state, you're not going to hear a lot of truth out there. That's right. And, and I think in this day and age, we have to realize that uh, the world is completely saturated in lies. Uh, one of the best things that you could do is turn off the television. Uh, <laughs> it's just it's, it's mind-numbing propaganda. And, uh, and you know, I, I, you said it was a hard decision regarding public schools. I, I urge parents to do the research Look at what's happening in your public school district. Look at what's happening across the nation. Look at the government's own numbers. The government itself will tell you that the kids in the public school system are dumb as a box of rocks. By the time they become high school seniors, according to the government's own data, less than one-third are even proficient in reading. After 12 years and $250,000 squandered and flushed down the toilet, uh, if you value the well-being and the education and the moral values and the spiritual well-being of your children, you have got to take a serious look at this. And, and God put you in charge. God entrusted those children to you, not to Caesar, not to the public school. And uh, I think you have an obligation to get involved here. It's not something that you can put off any longer. you got to do it. you got to do it now. Alex Newman, thank you so much for your time. And uh, Newman Report, freedomproject.com. And we'll have you on again. And congratulations again on your fifth son, um, David. I'll never forget his name. Hey, thanks, brother. Thank you so much, brother. I appreciate it. All right. Talk to you soon. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk about the left's idea of unity. And it's not what you think. Um, it's submission. And their idea is as long as there's no opposition to our left-wing agenda, then we can unite. More on that when we come back on Stand Up For The Truth. Thank you for listening and sharing today's show via StandUpForTheTruth.com slash podcast. Now, back to Stand Up For The Truth. Here's David Fiorazzo. All right, there are uh, many ways to destroy a society, and some people have written about them. I've got uh, an article from the Washington Times, a lot of good writers over there, by the way. Uh, don't waste your time with the Washington Compost, I mean, I'm sorry, the Washington Post and uh, New York Times and others, that's only good for the trash bin or the bottom of the birdcage or uh, cat litter. Um, we are putting together a list of resources that you can trust, that you can count on. Yes, many of them have a biblical Christian worldview. Many of them, I'm biased, I admit my biases, but I'm open to the truth. I'm open to hearing both sides. I'm open to evaluating, getting information as much as I can. But of course, I have a Christian bias. I want to proclaim the gospel in our culture. I want to be able to have freedom of speech. I want to be able to continue the kind of life we've lived in America, but I think we kind of got comfortable and dropped our guard. So I want to talk about the left's idea of unity. And no, it is not reaching across the aisle and compromising. Republicans are really good at that. Democrats, not so much. So my article this week for Freedom Project Media, and you can get that by going to freedomproject.com, uh, it's, it's amazing. I, I did a video. Let me, let me pull this up real quick. I do a video every week 
on the article that I write. And now that, of course, now that I mentioned that, I, I don't have the right link up on my computer. All right, here it is. So the left's idea of unity. So I do a video that goes along with the article, right? I know right away within 24 hours if something's going to trigger people, if something's going to, or register with people. Resonate might be the best word. This is one of those. If it has to do with public education, that almost always gets a lot of shares. And a lot of people go, I want to find out about this. Where can I get more information? The one um, that I did yesterday, and this is, they put it up, I think, at around 4 o'clock yesterday. So it's been, I don't know how many hours that is. But um, let's see. I'm trying to get to this. Um, okay, give, give me just a second here. I'm, I'm navigating my slow computer and, and using their website. Um, it was over 20,000 views. Uh, let's see where it's at. Oh, wait a minute. I lied. I completely lied. It's at 35,000 views as of now. It was posted yesterday at 4 p.m. So in less than 24 hours, much less than 24 hours in one day, 35,000 views. Let's talk about this. So President Joe Biden, many on the left, called Donald Trump a dictator for years. And yet it was Joe Biden that recently issued more executive orders in his first week in office than any of the, four, the 45 previous presidents. I'll bet you didn't hear that from the Democrat media. And Joe Biden claims to want to unite the country, right, and bring healing, right? But what is he doing? He's going right along with the impeachment proceedings of President Trump. So make no mistake, the left does not want unity. They want submission. Just an interesting side note. We talked a lot of times on this, program, on this podcast about Islam. The word, uh, the name Islam literally means to submit or submission. Just interesting because they are about conquest. Politically, the Democrats are about conquest. I want to quote actor, uh, author, and film producer Kevin Sorbo, who recently challenged the hypocrisy of the left, and he said this, don't preach to us about acceptance and unity when you haven't been practicing it for the last four years. Kevin Sorbo. So Biden signed 33 executive orders in one week, his first week in office. A little perspective. We talked about this on one of the podcasts earlier this week. I think I just don't remember which one. So this is in context. Bill Clinton signed one executive order his first week in office. George W. Bush signed one. No, Bill Clinton, I think, signed two. President Obama signed five. And President Trump, the dictator, the fascist, he signed four executive orders his first week in office. Joe Biden, 33. Use facts when you have conversations with Democrats. I know they don't appreciate that, but use them anyway. It might confuse some of them. Don't waste your time trying to hold them accountable, though, or calling them on their glaring hypocrisy. One quick example. Um, remember the Lincoln Memorial? President Biden and his fam family were seen there not wearing masks. Think about this. He signed an executive order mandating masks on federal property at all times. But like many progressives, governors we've seen over the last six months to a year, they issue rules for others and don't even follow their own orders. Well, we can bank on more of that to come in this administration. Um, so but they were challenged on this. One reporter was honest and asked, hey, you know what? You issued this executive order on masks. Uh, why isn't uh, the Biden family wearing masks in public? Like uh, he said, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki brushed off any criticism by simply saying the new administration has, quote, bigger issues to worry about. They've got bigger things to worry about than, than your small minded questions that are pointing to their hypocrisy. We don't have to answer that. Can I? I would love to use that ex expression or that response sometimes. People want to ask me about something. I'll just say, you know what? We have bigger things to worry about. They are professional deflectors. Diversion, diversion, deflection, right? Here's the point some of these politicians and this administration has got the cover of the media. They, they're hard to confront and ask honest, hard questions. They didn't get any hard questions leading up to the election. They kept Biden hidden for the most part. Kamala Harris was out of sight for months. She made a few speeches. And when they were asked questions, oh, I'll get to that in just a minute. 
They're covered by the Democrat media with a cozy, soft, nice, warm blanket. Um, one of these things, though, that I want to get to before we run out of time here, I've got like six, seven minutes left. There's a movement growing in America, and, and Alex Newman was talking about China and, and fascist regime, regimes and dictatorships. There is a movement growing on the left. They say Christians, conservatives, Republicans, or anyone who supported President Trump need to be re-educated or deprogrammed. Have you heard this? They're talking about this openly now. Don Lemon on whatever network he's on, I forget. Uh, he's one of the entertainers on uh, cable news. Um, it's either MSNBC or CNN. So it's not just these guys, though, or the, or the late-night comedians who are just political hacks now for the Democrat Party. Former um, CBS news anchor, discredited uh, news anchor, Katie Couric, rebuked Republicans recently, um, those who opposed impeaching President Trump. She suggests 74 million Americans who voted for Trump need to be deprogrammed. Here are her exact words. Quote, the question is, how are we really going to almost deprogram these people who have signed up for the cult of Trump? End quote. Again, this is not a late-night entertainer or comedian who, who has no credibility but hate. This is someone who is a res, used to be respected. Well, the left still respects her. Half of America still looks up at Katie Couric and any of these you know, Democrat media operatives. But they implied Trump was a Nazi, right? But maybe some of them need to look in the mirror, don't they? What if we, I mean, I've labeled the uh, the left in the church because they've infiltrated the church, social justice movement and everything else. I've labeled labeled them as the cult of liberalism. What if I or others who believe that's a concern started calling for re-education camps for those in the cult of liberalism? Can you imagine how good that would go over? Anyway, um, let's move on. Um, AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She had some words of advice for the Biden administration immediately following the inauguration. Here's one of her tweets. Quote, now we must begin creating justice, healing our planet and improving the material conditions for all people. What does she mean? Justice. If you're familiar with Princess Bride, remember that movie? Justice. Democrats keep using that word. I do not think it means what they think it means. Um, always remember when liberal Democrats use the word justice, it's not justice they want because there's always a word in front of it. Reproductive justice, environmental justice, social justice. That is not God's justice in the Bible. You know what I'm looking forward to, friends? I pray for these people to be saved. But I'm looking forward to God's final justice. There is a word we can put in front of justice. That's God's judgment. I don't want them to go to hell. I want them to be saved. But we must address these issues and show them no mercy politically. I've said that time and time again. So creating justice, what does that mean? Democrats want to create justice? So it's making something in their own image, in their own mind, what they want. That's an idol. They, they want to create a God in their own, to their own liking. Their definition of justice, creating justice. Okay, another quote from AOC. A few weeks ago, she gave orders to abolish ICE, U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement. Now, last November, the election, remember, she, she implied that Trump supporters, which she called sycophants, she said Trump supporters should be held accountable for voting for him. Did you hear what I just said? This is the rhetoric on the left right now, you guys. They are godless. They need to hear the gospel. But once they have rejected the gospel, what do we do? Well, uh, Matthew 10, I was just reading this morning. I think it was Matthew 10. Jesus said to his uh, disciples, you, you, you take back your, your greeting of peace and wipe off the sandals as you leave. Wipe off your sandals as you leave. Um, have nothing to do with them anymore. That's what Jesus said when you leave their town or leave the home. <laughs> The, the, your greeting of peace will come back to you if they don't if they reject God and don't receive it. 
So just like their pleas for unity, their idea of justice is just as empty. Um, They're not about finding common ground. Don't expect the Harris, Biden, Pelosi, uh, Schumer, AOC Democrats to want to unite the country. They now have complete control. Government, media, the education industry, uh, institution, Hollywood, the entertainment industry. They have social media, big tech, and they have all three branches of government right now. Don't expect them to want to work with conservatives, Christians, or Republicans or reach across the aisle. So it's obvious that um, Biden's lie, he lied about uniting the country and bringing healing to America. It was just a hollow campaign slogan. It went down the toilet as quickly as his first executive orders, killing jobs, Keystone Pipeline, taxpayers having to, to support transgender surgeries and women, girls, boys competing against girls in high school sports. Come on. That's reaching across the aisle. That's uniting the country? Really? So Charlie Kirk and Jack Hibbs were talking about this last week in one of those Happening Now videos. Look it up on YouTube. Um, Kirk and Hibbs said, the Democrats' definition of unity is not working together for the common good of the country. To them, it means the absence of opposition. And I believe both of them alluded to this, but I think Jack Hibbs said, the church needs to get back to the Bible and the country needs to get back to the Constitution. So we didn't get to the uh, 12 ways to, to destroy a society. That's exciting. We'll talk about that next week. But I, no, these are ways, if you were evil, if you wanted to take down America, these are some of the things, some of the ways you can infiltrate, some of the things you could do. We know this. They've been doing it for decades. So we'll talk about that at some point next week. A lot of great guests we have, and we're going we're to talk about that as soon as we come back on Stand Up For The Truth. Keep it right here. Stand Up For The Truth, a ministry of Lakeshore Communications Incorporated. Keep the discussion going on social media. Stand Up WI on Facebook and Twitter. Now we wrap up today's Stand Up For The Truth. Okay, so as you know, uh, we've mentioned this time and time again, but we do have a lot of new listeners, and and thank you for your support, man. The numbers are going up, and we are really almost uh, blindfolded and, and, and hand-tied behind our backs when it comes to social media and getting the podcast out there. So thank you, whoever's sharing us. Um, but go to Freedom Project uh, Media. Freedom Project USA on Facebook, and that's the way you're going to get to this video. I think we put the video on the Stand Up For The Truth Facebook page last night. We also put one. I try to put it on my author page, uh, David Fiorazzo, uh, author, speaker, but people don't see it because we are banned. So go look for it and just look for uh, the left's idea of unity. And um, coming up Monday, we've got J.B. Hickson back with us. And uh, he's, I love, I just, whenever I hear his name, I think the controllavirus scam-demic. But we're going to talk about pro-life issues and other things that are slipping through the cracks and the church is not talking about. J.B. Hicks and Monday, Matt Truella, Missionaries to the Preborn. He's going to be with us on Tuesday. You'll hear from Dr. Andy Woods. Wednesday is our replay broadcast. Heidi St. John next Thursday, the 4th. That's going to stir up a lot of you ladies. Heidi St. John, uh, great to get her back on, scheduled again. And Chris Quintana is going to be in Wisconsin from Texas. He went from California, now lives in Texas. Uh, He's in the Fort Worth area. He's going to be with us next Friday in studio. So we're going to stir up some trouble together. Uh, Scott Lively the following week. Tina Marie Griffin is going to be back with us the following week as well. So a lot of uh, return guests and some new ones coming up as well. If you have a con... uh, what was I going to say? If you have a suggestion, you can email comments at standupforthetruth.com. Thanks for listening. God bless you. Have a great weekend. And always remember, keep speaking the truth about things that matter. <laughs>